thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome to Jesus the Healer. We are so thankful that you've tuned in because the Word makes all the difference. Yes. And we're going to be receiving of that Word, that life-changing Word. The Bible tells us God sent His Word and healed them. So we're sending the Word to you. Receive what's sent. Don't decline the package. Amen. Sign off as a receiver of it. Amen. We've been studying and teaching along the lines of our dominion and our authority in Christ. And if you're born again, it belongs to you. Now, it's our privilege to become skillful with it. It's not enough that something belongs to us. We have to know how to cooperate with that which belongs to us. Amen. Being students of the word so that we can better learn to be doers. Amen. It's the doer that's blessed. The doer that's blessed. We've been using as our golden text, Psalm chapter 8 and verse 4. We invite you to study along, get your Bible, read along with us. Psalm 8 verse 4, it reads, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Because we're, on his thought, we're in his thoughts, he visits us. Yeah. Verse 5, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Again, this word is not, is not translated correctly. Yeah. It's not the word angels because in the Hebrew, the Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew. The word is Elohim. That's the name for God. So it should read, for God has made man a little lower than himself and has crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. And we've been focusing on this phrase that God made man to have dominion. Yes. God made us for dominion. We're suited yes. for yes. dominion. We are not suited to be dominated. We are suited to dominate that which would oppose us in our life so that we no longer become slave to something that would turn us again into being dominated. Um, some of the things that people would allow their bodies to do, participate in, certain addictions, certain things they would take into their body, certain habits that they would allow. You say, well, is it a sin? Well, let me just say this. It cost Jesus everything so that nothing would bring you into bondage. Do not willingly yes. and purposefully right. participate in something that's going to bring you under its hand and make you a slave to yes. it. Whether it's what you drink, whether it's what you take into your body, whatever it is, don't play with anything that can take you back into bondage. 
because it costs Jesus everything so that you dominate and not be dominated. You don't want to be dominated by, by a drink. You don't want to be dominated by a certain, a certain thing. Amen. Because freedom is so sweet (laughs) and it costs Jesus everything. Don't play with something that seeks to turn you into a slave. Amen. Amen. So uh, he made us to dominate. He did not make us to become subject to something so that it could push us around in life. And this victory that belongs to us, Jesus won for us. We couldn't have won it for ourselves. We were no match for the devil. But uh, he is no match for Jesus. And he demonstrated that. So that we are in God's class of being because of what Jesus did for us. Amen. We're created in God's image and Jesus gave us the authority. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he was raised and seated in the seat of authority at the right hand of the Father. When he was raised, we were raised with him. You say, how did that happen? He's the head, we're the body. We all came up with him. Amen. Amen. It's a shared authority. He he takes his authority and he shares it with us. It's a complete, total, fully victorious authority, but it has to be utilized. I said it has to be utilized. Uh, As as we read there in Psalm chapter 8, God made us to have dominion. It does not suit us to not be using our dominion. Amen. Why? Because bondage doesn't fit us, but but dominion does. Amen. We have to learn that it's a daily, consistent exercise of our authority, of our dominion over anything that would challenge, anything that would challenge what God authored for us. We daily uh, deal with that. Because so many times people say, well, I dealt with that, you know, last week or last year. Yeah, but have you ever noticed this in raising children? You can't just tell them once. (laughs) You tell them once and expect them to hold to that. No, that's what makes really um, stable children is a parent who shows up every day to deal with that which would try to take the child's life off course. Amen. Amen. Um, So show up with your faith. Show up with the exercise of that authority and dominion every day. We are authorized to live as though we have no enemy because Jesus made us Satan's master. Now become masterful in the exercise of that dominion. Become skillful with it. Amen. Amen. You never have to fear again. You never have to be afraid again. And there is, there is a flow that belongs to every child of God that has no fear in it. You can live for the rest of your life without any taint of fear. Does that mean fear goes away and leaves you alone? No, it means that you know how to master it. You know how to exercise your dominion over it. Jesus has made you master. So exercise that authority over fear in the name of Jesus. Amen. Ignorance holds people in bondage though. When they're ignorant that Jesus has already given them the dominion, that ignorance will hold them in a place of being conquered instead of conquering that situation. Since we have authority over the devil, then why are so many Christians living in bondage to the wrong thing? Why? 
Because number one, either they don't know. Yes. Number two, either they don't believe it. Right. Or number three, they're not consistent in the exercise of it. Yeah. Amen. Well, we, we choose to learn it. Yes. We choose to believe it. Yes. And we choose to exercise it. Yes. Amen. Amen. People will only live free to the measure they walk in the truth. Remember what it says in John chapter 8 in verse 32. It reads, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You have to know it. You have to know it to enjoy the freedom of it. So people will only live as free to the measure of the truth they have and walk in. You can know something but not be applying it. So we have to be doers of it. We could say this, little truth, little freedom. Great truth, great freedom. Total freedom belongs to us, but we have to walk in the truth so that we live free. Many think that they need more freedom when they really just need to walk in in greater degrees of the truth. They're trying, oh, God set me free. Oh, God set me free. They just need to find out he already set them free. Find out the truth and not try to get more freedom because there's total freedom in the truth. Lay hold of that truth and you lay hold of that freedom. Amen. Of course, Hosea chapter four and verse six says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So believers aren't destroyed because of the devil. They're destroyed because they don't know what they need to know. And the devil's counting on their ignorance so he can just hold them in that place of where they're subject to him when really they've already been made master. So we've got to learn these things. Amen. Now I want you to go to a thrill. All this thrills me. But we're going to look at another thrill here. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And verse 14, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. And I'm going to read out of the King James translation to begin with. It reads, now thanks be unto God. Well, how many of you know we could do that? Thanks be unto God, giving him thanks. Why are we giving him thanks? Which always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Not sometimes, always. Always Always causes us to triumph in Christ. It means that because we're in Him, everything in Him is ours and that's the victory of everything. Which always causes us us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest or makes come into manifestation the savor of His knowledge by us in every place. Having knowledge brings things into manifestation. Having knowledge brings our victory into manifestation. Verse 15, for we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. And you go, I'm not quite sure I understand all that. (laughs) I want to read to you out of another translation. This is called the Coney Bear translation. It reads this, but thanks be to God who leads me on from place to place in the train of his triumph. Let me read it again. But thanks be to God who leads me. I like that. To God who leads me. We, we, we depend on his leading. We follow his leading. We're not out living our own. This is why many don't triumph as they ought because they've gotten out of, they've gotten out of line here and they're not following. 
but thanks be to God who leads me. And where does he lead me? He leads me from place to place in the, tri- in the train of his triumph. Yes. He's leading a processional. We're in that procession. And in that procession, he leads us. And every place he leads us arrives us at victory. Now, let's go on to some good stuff here. I got to back up. Let me read it again. But thanks be to God who leads me on from place to place in the train of his triumph. Look at this. To celebrate his victory over the enemies of Christ. Now, what are the enemies of Christ? It's not people, it's demons. Not people, demons. And by me, through men, he sends forth the knowledge of Christ, a steam of fragrant incense throughout the world. So Christ becomes known through us. People see the evidence of him through us. For Christ's, we could say, it says, for Christ's is the fragrance which I offer up to God. I'm not offering up the fragrance of worry, of fear. I'm offering up the fragrance of who he made me to be in Christ. I'm living that and the fragrance of it pleases God. Amen. Now look, there's so much in this. Oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. It is my goodness. (laughs) My goodness to enjoy, your goodness to enjoy. I got to read it again. But thanks be to God who leads me on from place to place in the train of his triumph. Now what is he leading us to do in this train? We're in the victory train. Um, Do you remember um, growing up in, in school, we would have like a school dance. Everybody would start the conga line. Yeah. <laughs> What's the conga line? Anybody remember what the conga? Uh, maybe they still do it. I don't know. You grab onto the person in front of you and y'all just dance down through the room. You just go and the, the person in the lead just winds that line of dancers wherever they go. God's at the front of this conga line. He's leading us. From place to place, don't, uh, he's leading us from place to place in the train. We're in that train. We're in that processional. We're hooked on to him who leads us. Don't get out the train. Don't get off the train. Stay on the train to stay in the triumph. He leads us from place to place in the train of his triumph. What are we to do in the train of his triumph? It tells us to celebrate his victory over the enemies of Christ. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's delicious. <laughs> How do we partake of the victory that he's talking about? We celebrate our way. We celebrate our way through the obstacles of life, through the challenges of life, because when we celebrate, we're showing we know something. We know something. We know we have dominion. We know we have authority. We're not trying to get God to do something for us. He's already done something for us, leading us in this train, this this great congregation of God's people 
moving together in our victory. And as we go, we're celebrating. We're celebrating his victory over the enemies of Christ. And when the enemy hears us coming, they go, oh, they know something. They know something. Remember what I said is that in quoting Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. When we're not celebrating, we, we don't know what we need to know. When we're crying, when we're fearful, when we're anxious, when we're fretting, when we're talking doubt and unbelief, it's for one reason. We don't know what we ought to know. And you say, no, I know all this. I know all this, Pastor Nancy. Then you need to hold to it because you have to hold to what you know. Hold fast to that which thou hast. You have this victory in Christ. Hold fast to that. And the way we hold fast is we celebrate. We don't worry. We don't, we don't sit and try to counsel out things. We celebrate it. We celebrate the, the victory. We celebrate his victory over the enemies of Christ right in their face. We celebrate and we go, we know something about you. You done been stripped, defeated, brought to nothing. And as Brother Copeland says, you're a zero. When you know that, you act like you know it. And you say, well, I know that. Do you know it? As, as, are you as established in it as you need to be? Because when you're established in it, uh, you're celebrating. You're celebrating. Amen. What does celebration looks like, look like? Dancing? Rejoicing? Praising? Singing? Just dance your way around your living room. Yeah. Do a little jig. Do a little a victory jig. The devil is not all-knowing. He does not know everything about your life. Show him what you know. Because he's observing. He's observing to see if you're holding your head in fear. He's observing to listen to your conversations. What are you saying? Are you saying to your spouse, uh, we just, we just don't have enough. We're not going to have enough money this week. If we don't do something, we're going to... I mean, it, it, something doesn't happen. You know, I don't know what we're going to do. See, the devil, the devil hears all that and he knows then how to, how to uh, come against you. He comes against you with knowledge of what he watches of you. Matters. Matters what we say. You say, well, he knows what I'm thinking. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's not, he's not, om- he's not omniscient. He's not all-knowing. He's not, he, he is not. He only knows what you show him. We show him, we celebrate. Even if you feel like crying, start celebrating because he's going to know how to attack you based on what he observes of you. And when he, when he observes you troubled, he knows how to push that button. <laughs> when I was growing up, of course, I had two older brothers and one older sister. And if one of them, if one of them started teasing you, you probably, if you had brothers and sisters, this probably went on in your household. This is part of a good, healthy family. (laughs) If one teases you and you got touched and started crying, that was like sick them. That was like dog pile. We found their button, you know? And so they would all just dog pile on you and keep pushing that part of you that got a reaction. They love that. And then, and mother would say to us, if you'd quit, if you would quit responding to what they're doing, they'll quit doing what they're doing. They only respond, they only treat you that way because they get a rise out of you. 
If you don't show them that, they'll leave you alone. Yeah. It's, they're doing that because they, they see that troubles you, yeah. Yeah. that bothers you. Yeah. I'm not saying your siblings are like the devil, but yeah. <laughs> I'm saying the devil watches yes. and then he knows how to oppose you based on what you show him. Yes. Yes. Amen. So, good. Yeah. Amen. 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 so uh, show him your celebration. Yes. Yes. Show him that you're untroubled by circumstances that trouble other people. Yeah. Show him that it does not bother you. You say, but I feel like it does. It doesn't matter what you feel like. Show him. Show him that you're celebrating. You know what it means when one, one flow of celebration is like I said, you can do just a little jig in your house. Um, my mother, her cooking was so good. Whether or not she liked to cook, you know, she didn't always say she liked to, but she was still good at it. Yes. You could go home for a holiday and she would make your, you know, whoever was going to be there, she'd make a, a favorite dish of theirs. And it was, if it was really good, you didn't even put it on a plate. You just ate it. You stood at the counter and just got a spoon and just ate it. Germs weren't anything. Everybody just got a spoon, right? Um, I remember that she made on one particular occasion, my family, we were at, we were at home back where in her home rather. And my son Grant and I, there was a certain dessert that my mother made that we both loved. (laughs) And she said, I made your favorite dessert. I go, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I got a spoon. Grant got a spoon. He started on one end. I started on the other end, and we met in the middle. We ate the whole thing. And while we were eating the whole thing, we'd... You know what I mean? You just do a little shuffle there. Why? Because it hits the spot. (laughs) Yeah. This is what our life can be colored with. That we get up in the morning, we just hit that spot. Take time to refresh yourself in the knowledge that the victory that puts you on top of every opposition has already been won. And all it's waiting for is your celebration to activate it. Celebrating activates the victory. Celebrating activates your dominion and your authority. Amen. You exercise your dominion and authority through words. They can be words of celebration. Amen. Words that deal with the devil and oppose the devil are not always this, you know, it's not always a, a... a big, bold yelling in your face. Now, don't misunderstand me. Sometimes there comes an unction on you and you deal very aggressively with opposition. But I love the demonstration, the example that we have in something that Smith Wigglesworth did. Now, he was an English preacher in the the early half of the 1900s. Bold man of faith, spirit of faith, miracles, healings that were so prevalent throughout his life and ministry. And one night he was awakened in the middle of the night because he felt an evil presence in the room. And he woke up in the middle of the night because of what he felt. It woke him up. And he rolled over and saw Satan in manifested form sitting on his bed. Now, when Satan comes, uh, 
he brings everything he is with him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's why the atmosphere was troubled because yeah. Satan is a tormented yeah. being. Yeah. That's why he brings yeah. torment when yeah. he shows up. Yeah. Yeah. You can sense fear. Yeah. Just because you feel it in the room doesn't mean it's yours. That's it right. means right. he showed up. You say, well, is that scriptural that he can show up? Well, Psalm 23, verse 5, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. He's present. So what? So what? Uh, Because we have victory over his presence. It's not about getting him to leave you alone. It's about you being untroubled that he's present. And if you will take authority, walk in your authority, walk in that knowledge, he can't work. I don't care how long he stays. He cannot fulfill his plan when you, when you walk in your authority. But Smith Wigglesworth, when he was awakened, see, he felt all that in the room. It was tangible. You no doubt had times maybe when you could sense almost tangibly the body could feel it. That didn't mean it's yours. It only means you're sensing yeah. Yeah. what he's suffering with. Yes. Amen. You're, su- you're sensing his torment. Yes. Satan is a tormented being. Yes. He is. He's a fearful, saturated. It's what he is. He, yeah. He's fear. Yeah. Um, so Smith Wigglesworth, when he woke up, he uh, turns over in the bed to see Satan sitting there in manifested form. And this is what he said. Oh, it's just you. And he rolled back over. In other words, when you say it's just you, it means you're not capable of defeating the victory that's mine, that overcoming the victory that is mine. Now, see, he didn't get up and just do a really aggressive thing. His knowledge, and he spoke what he knew. So good. Yeah. You know, when something opposes you, right in the face of it, you can just start dancing yes. right then. Yes. Yes. And that is one way of resisting. You're celebrating yes. Yes. your victory yes. because you know something. Yes. Because you know something. Yes. We can rejoice. Yes. We can praise. Yes. We can give thanks. Yes. We can worship. Yes. All of these are expressions yes. of celebrating yes. what we know. Amen. 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 Um, Learn to do that in the face of what you feel. Don't wait to feel joy before you celebrate. Learn to draw on the victory that is yours as you celebrate. Amen. Amen. Stir it up. The devil comes to stir up the wrong thing. You already have the full flow of of the flow of God, the flow of joy, the flow of peace the flow of the kingdom that's in you. Stir it up, draw it out, and enjoy your life. Amen. Amen. Well, you don't want to miss upcoming episodes because we're going to keep going at this. And until we see you next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In the book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, Nancy Dufresne shares from firsthand experience how even death is no match for the mighty force of peace that is available to every believer. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org.
We invite you to join us for our annual prayer conference here at World Harvest Church in Marietta, California, April 4th through the 6th. For more information, visit our website at defrainministries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at defrainministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Defrain Ministries for making this production possible.